Welcome to Tool Talk, the weekly podcast for Toolaholics, where all your DIY, home improvement, automotive, and tool-related questions are answered, and your need, physical need to talk tools is completely served. And now, the hosts of Tool Talk, Chuck Cage and Sean O'Hara from Toolmonger.com, the web's first tool blog. Hi, I'm Chuck. I'm Sean. And welcome to Tool Talk, podcast number 37. Today is Friday, April 11th, 2008. If you'd like to give us a ring, you can actually call us at 866-718-9403. That's 866-718-9403. Or you can email us at ckage, C-C-A-G-E, or S-O-H-A-R-A, S-O-H-A-R-A, at toolmonger.com. And incidentally, we do have a call this week, but we're still running down some of the answers for you. We had a specific question about a skill drill and about some nailers and detail of design. And we're, you know, we, we think we know our own answers to that, but, you know, we've always promised that we would track down the real deal for you. So, And we are in the process of doing that. Absolutely. So, so. I think we're going to have some help uh, next week here yep. uh, in answering those questions for you. And obviously, we love the questions and comments and everything else. So feel free to give us a ring. And I think we are ready to jump right into the top five. The top five. Top five. Should I actually make an intro to the top five? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like one of those cheesy radio station, like ta 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 top five. You know, <laughs> kind of like the know. the old fashioned like monster drum Sunday. You know, or top five. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do that. I'll okay. do that for next week. It'll be fun. What was his name that used to do Monster Garage? Big Swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it. Get him to do it. <laughs> He's Day not doing four. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Number five. Number five. 3M's Rolox Surface Finishing Kit. Yeah, you know, um, Brad wrote about this, right? Yeah. We actually have one of these in the shop. I think I remember that. Yeah, we got it when we were doing some uh, a bunch of sanding on all the composite work for the... Uh, uh, for the console in the Yukon. Oh, I remember that. Remember? And we needed, yeah, like, yeah. various grits and various shapes. Because we crap. had all kinds of weird shapes and everything. Because yeah. it was real organic looking. And, so we, like, went yeah. down and we bought one of, like, every kind of sanding thing we could find. <laughs> if it was abrasive, we had it. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, for, like, 30 bucks, you can have everything in the store, you know? Exactly. So we just, like, filled up the basket and came. <laughs> and one of the things we got was this. And it's actually pretty darn useful. It's pretty neat. I, we used one of the uh, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it. They're, they, you know, it's 3M. They probably have like a brand name for this this stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they, they got all kinds of crap. Scrape-o-matic, you know? <laughs> no, but it's like a, you know, it's kind of like a, a, what do you call it? Like a, a Brillo pad, not a Brillo pad. What do they call those things? Scotch-Brite? Uh, yeah, like a Scotch-Brite pad, you know, except it, it, it mounts right into a drill or a, right. or a a polisher. Uh-huh. And uh we used the crap out of that on the Yeah, we did on the on the console and a couple other projects, so I, I now that I remember, but yeah. I think they're like clamps. I mean, sanding facilities are like clamps. You can't have enough. Oh yeah. You, you know cuz you're always going to find yourself like sanding on some funky edge or some some weird shape, weird shape or that, you need, you know, like 2000 grit or, or something ridiculous, you know, it's or 800 or, or, yeah, or mean, 40, yeah. you know, rocks, glued, rocks to paper. glued on paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, most of the time we use that with a belt sander too. It's just, I mean, you, you want to, <laughs> how to take crap apart in a hurry, yeah. 40 grit, <laughs> 40 grit and a belt sander. A belt sander. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Oops. <laughs> So much for refinishing. You know? <laughs> Rebuilding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, this is a pretty neat kit. Uh, you should check it out. 
Yeah, the uh, the next one, number four, is The Flat Bob. Ah, uh, this is really cool. It took me a while to understand this from the description, you know, because when I first read about it, I wasn't looking at the picture. And I'm like, <laughs> what is, oh, I get it. It's a standard plum bob, but the, what the hell do you call that? I, I always just called it plummet. The, yeah, the plummet, the part that hangs on it. Hey. It's flat. Sure. So, you know, instead of rolling around in crap, it lays flat against the wall. Which is handy. Not a bad idea. Especially if you're doing stuff uh, inside the house or something like that. This this works great. You know, um, outside, you, know, you see a lot of surveyors or especially, you know, old times. Now they just use laser guided GPS stuff. But, <laughs> you know, you see, you know, it's like, you know, it arcs across and there's this huge laser and then they build from the lasers and everything. I mean, it's fine. But uh, back in the day, you know, all the way back to like Egyptian times, they... They plum bob. plum bob. You know, this is this is perfect. So this is just a kind of a little bit modern twist on it. So, you know, your plum bob doesn't go rolling around the wall and you get an actual straight drop. Nice. And you can actually pencil in, you know. Yeah, there was uh, a the slot plum. in it. Yeah, cut, there's right? a slot right in the middle of the plum. So you can line it up with your string and just draw a line, yeah. which will be, you know. Accurate. Dead on center. So that's nice. that was pretty cool. And it's real cheap. It's like 18 bucks or something ridiculous. Yeah, which is in the range of what you expect to pay for a quality plum bob. Sure. So you know. there you go. Uh, cool piece of here. gear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really nice. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number three, drive the point home with the frame master. And that's funny. Drive the point home. What a great headline. <laughs> that's pretty funny. People don't realize a lot of times that those little uh, those little fasteners on the back of, of picture frames are called points. Yeah. I didn't know that until I had a friend that worked in a frame shop. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, here's... A, you put the put, points in. I'm like, was there a distributor? I yeah, mean, I mean, <laughs> should, do we stab them somewhere? How does this work? I don't understand, know? man. Yeah. <laughs> they're brads, man. They're staple. Oh, okay. Okay, right. got yeah. it. Don't got get it. excited. It's all, it's, it's fine. All good. Points. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you wouldn't have... Uh, like some of the, the frames you can buy like at the craft shops and everything have, you know, bendable ones or, you know, swivel out types. Actual framer or, you know, uh, custom uh, picture framers... Uh, we'll use these points because it's a lot quicker and you can set everything in there and it's really not made to come out, you know, all the time. You know, it's made to be set in there once or, or you know, whatever, and then it's done. Yeah, right. So the quicker you can do that, the better off you are. I think that, that framing at home is one of those things that everybody should get into because, you know, and I think we've talked about this before, that you can make such a huge difference in oh, your house sure. by putting some art in the wall. You know, and and you can do it yourself. It's it's funny, though. It just seems like everybody I talk to about it either either doesn't want to touch it. They're like, oh, oh I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Or they want to go overboard and they want to, like, make their own frame. Yeah. And you can. There's nothing wrong with that. You can make a frame. It's not it's not rocket science. I mean, they're made out of wood. And, you know, if you got a router and some time and, and a miter saw, miter saw. I mean, there's no reason you can't have a picture frame. Yep. But uh, it's kind of more complex than it seems, and, and to make some kind of cool-looking ones, it requires a lot of router technique and a lot of router bits. Yeah, and... And you can get them so damn cheap, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean... There just comes a point where you're like, 
you know, maybe it would be best to save the money somewhere else. I'll be honest. I actually still, and as tight as I am, and and you know this. Yeah, yeah. I buy Sean my own Sean is a major cheap ass. Yeah. This I, is, I say this <laughs> with complete respect and yeah. honor, you know, because it is a good thing. Yeah, I don't spend money on nothing, and I buy my own frames. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's fine. You know, we'll go to the store. We'll find something reasonably close and use that. I mean, you, know? you can even, if you really, really badly want to, you know, you can buy frame material and sticks and cut it up yourself. Yeah. The thing is, though, most frame shops don't use a miter saw. It's just very difficult on those high-finished frames to cut them with a miter saw without jacking them up. Right. The way they do it is with a shear. Believe it or not, they actually have, you know, it's kind of like if you've ever seen, which obviously you have, Sean, but if you listeners have actually seen a, uh, a a paper shear in a print shop, you know, it's a big blade that moves real slow. Yeah, big, you know, heavy blade. It doesn't blade. go ka-chunk, you know, no. it goes, and just, you know, it has so much mechanical advantage behind it gear-wise it's going to push through the paper. Yeah. You know? <laughs> a lot of times it'll come down. It'll be a flat blade that comes down at a 45-degree angle, you know, kind of swings down like this. Or, or you know, now I'm making a motion with my hand that you can't yeah, see. Yeah, 45-degree. A 45-degree angle. And like a guillotine. Exactly. And it comes down, and there anything underneath it is now in two pieces. Right. You know, so including right. a frame. <laughs> so Yeah, well, they make these devices that are, are small that you stick the frame in, like a little frame guillotine, you know? Right. And it, it a lot of them are hydraulic or, or electric with a with a large gear drive. Right. You know? A lot of teeth on one and very few on the other, you mm-hmm. know. And it's you know, the motor spins real fast and it gets geared down to nothing for the guillotine. Right. And and that's how they cut them without jacking them up, without tearing them up, without without losing too much of it. I mean, the kerf becomes significant when you have a 3D object like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be real easy for you to end up with something that you can't put together carefully. You know? Right. Anyway, so that's how those guys do it. And if you're wondering, I mean, certainly they're, they're not magic, you know, magicians or anything. They just have the right tools. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, that's why I've always avoided it. I feel like, you know, uh, you can order them pre-cut. There are some places online if you really want like a pretty expensive, odd-sized wood frame or uh, you can buy those and, uh, uh, you know, they come pre-cut with the, with the shear. So nice. you assemble them yourself and everything, and everything's it's still, good to go. Right, and glass, glass is not a problem, you know? Oh, you can go to any custom glass shop and have them plexi or actual glass. Or you glass. can buy glass and cut it yourself. It's yeah. not that incredibly, once you get the knack of it, it's right. it's not that horrible, you know? Or break. Yeah, <laughs> right, but it, it's it's the cut in the frame that's just never quite, that's the part where I stop, you know? Right. Well, I could kind of see that, although you can always make your own mat, you know? Oh, hell yeah. That's now, that's where you start. Yeah, that'll save you some cash. Major cash. Matt is like, I don't know, the holy grail for profit in frame shops. Yeah. You know, you buy a, a piece of mat board. You know, what are this? What's the standard size? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's just over thirty six by by something. I think it's like thirty nine by twenty eight or yeah, something. Yeah, you like buy that. this big ass piece of mat board for like you know fourteen dollars wholesale. Right. And then you sell. You Ten know, sometimes. Yeah, a large cut out of it. You know, a, a two-inch mat around a 24 by 36 for, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And then you sell the piece from the More inside. That, like 50 normally. Yeah, and then you sell the piece inside that until eventually, you know, you're doing those little, like, uh, little round frames with the like, yeah. <laughs> one-inch things in them. Yeah. And you end up selling that piece of mat board for, like, $400. Right. 
you know? Yeah. It's it's ridiculous how much you want to get I love the people that would come into the frame shop and be like, can, can I have some of the scraps? Like, there's no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every piece gets used and sold to some poor sucker. Yeah. What scrap? There's no scrap. That's 20 bucks worth of scrap. I forget that. <laughs> anyway, we digress. But in reality, you should get into framing yourself. And I think the trick is just have the right tools. Right. And this uh, one of the right tools, if you're doing points, is the Frame Master. It's, uh, it basically sets these points. You put it in and, and sort of like your staple gun that you might have, like your, your old-fashioned T50 or something like that. Uh, it's just like that, only instead of coming out the bottom, it comes out the top. Uh, actually, uh, like the if you're holding it, so that if you the, were to hold it with your handle and point your thumb, that's yeah, the direction. That's they the come direction out. to come out exactly. And you just put it along the mat, slide it up against the the piece of wood, pop the handle, and you just put a point in. Yeah, it's that easy. I mean, Good so stuff. It's, yeah, easy to use and pretty simple. And they use them actually use these in frame shops. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wouldn't doubt it. It looks pretty cool. I have seen one. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number two. The uh, preview of uh, Greenlee's battery-powered steel cutter. Oh, this is cool. This is for conduit, right? Yeah, conduit. Or actually, it's uh, for uh, oh rebar bolts and rebar. Oh yeah, yeah. This is yeah. the the bad dog. Yeah, and uh, this this is this basic- is the same principle as what we were talking about here. High leverage, you know, yeah. just a high mechanical advantage, exactly. moving that cutter real slow. Real slow, lots of power. And it's uh it's battery handheld and everything, and you can cut rebar in just just no time with this thing, <laughs> and uh, or grade eight bolt, which you know is pretty or difficult. Lots. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. Hey, somebody's gonna write in and tell us every time. Might well, as well just get it out in the open. Uh, they already commented on the post. They're like, "Bicycle thieves rejoice!" You know, I mean, oh. <laughs> and you could too. You know, is it but, cordless? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's bad. Battery powered. Oh, That's bad. yeah. I bet it's cheap, too. Uh, it's it's a couple hundred bucks. Wow. I mean, you know, they make one, don't they? Or is it Hitachi that makes one for cutting big rebar? Uh-huh. And it looks like a monster, and it's like $2,200 or something Yeah, but like it'll, that. it'll cut any, I mean, it'll cut <laughs> the golden gate in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So... Uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. It's coming out pretty soon, so uh, it should. And the head swivels on this one, so uh, you can you can move it anywhere you want to do. Oh, so God, bicycle thieves! Oh, oh uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. So uh, it's uh, gonna be right behind the uh, cordless angle grinder. <laughs> Things cops will be pissed off about if they find in your trunk. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have like a bunch of locksmith tools back there and a big you know A one locksmith sign on the back of your car. Or yeah, something. or a welder. Yeah, you know exactly, and some rebar. <laughs> That'd be a good thing to carry with it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a nice, handy, strong piece of gear. So uh, that's that's uh, number two. Uh, let's see here, number one, out on a limb, and these are the uh, oh yeah, Garnier. I, I want to say Garnier limb bolts, and uh, these things are made to hold up tree houses basically tree buildings yeah tree buildings like uh they, they were originally designed to hold up a bed and breakfast yeah the guy was building a bed and breakfast he wanted to build it in the tree he couldn't figure out how to attach it to the tree functionally so he invented this fastener for the job yeah and basically it goes through uh and the it's it's crazy because these things can be up to a hundred bucks a bolt and uh what you in the in the bit form that goes through the tree is like 300 bucks you know but you can drill through a tree 
put this fastener on one end and then on the other end, you know, you, you bolt it down and, and, you know, put another fastener on it and everything like that. And it is basically now a part of that tree and you can put, I can't remember, but it's like a ton on each one of these things. Wow. And it's, or, or a couple tons or this something This would like be that. like the first stop. Yeah. For anyone building a, a serious tree house. Yeah. Not like, you know, oh, my kids, you know, it's fun to play not in. Not the Bart rope, style fort. Yeah. Not not a rope ladder type get into. This <laughs> Elevator. Is, yeah, exactly. This is a building in the trees, you know. You know, I always wanted a tree house, but see, I grew up in Texas. So you have trees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> not that would support this. I remember everybody mesquite. was like, tree house. And I was like, I'm imagining this like mesquite bush with a house in it. I'm like. <laughs> Why would How you does do that, that work? Yeah. You know, and and even the big trees, you know, they blow down. Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm like, well, that wouldn't last, would it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About a week, week and a half, and yeah, take really. a to build it, and it last. I don't understand. I but wouldn't that be just badass to have yourself a a real tree house? Oh like if yeah. If you had one of those big, like you know, four foot wide trees, six foot wide trees, and you built like you know. Eight. Lord of the Rings style, you know, <laughs> Ewok style, Ewok style. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, like a like just a big ass treehouse. I that would be the ultimate. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't. I can't really dispute that in any way. That would. That would. You be also true. grew up in Texas, at least part part of the way. So part of the know. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they, in an they, urban they, jungle outside of it, so you know, you, <laughs> treehouse far away. I mean, yeah. to me, that was always just like the. The theoretical perfect, you would have this huge tree and you'd have this... I have never seen one, to tell you the truth. Like any one or like a big one? Like I have never seen in person a tree house that you could a, go... A facility in a tree that didn't involve shooting deer. Yes. I'm exactly. with you. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't actually either in person. You know, so I was like, huh. There used know. to be this, this restaurant in uh, Titusville, Florida called The Tree House. And was it underground? No. <laughs> No, it was it was it was on the ground. It was not a treehouse. Oh, but uh, that's incessantly. It was boring. really cool, and and I know it sounds strange talking about this on a tool show, but the truth is, tool guys know about these places. You know what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like that place that everybody goes for breakfast. Yep. You know, and it was like this little bitty house. I mean, it was somebody's house at one time, and they just opened the rooms up, you know, and put a kitchen in. Wow. I don't know how they pass code and everything. <laughs> and you could probably put 10 people in it comfortably, and there were like 50 in there all the time, and a wine waiting out the door. Wow. All the tables and chairs were mismatched. All the uh, you know, all the plates and glasses were different. And nobody cared. No, yeah, it was good, too. I mean, they give you these big old slices of, of uh, center-cut ham, you know, like a half-inch thick. That's good stuff. Man, yeah, see, that's breakfast. Oh, hell yeah. I used to go there with my dad, man. We'd, we'd meet all the other old dudes down there and <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yeah, it's oh, good yeah. stuff you know oh yeah that that kind of stuff is is in and all the work guys from the oh, from yeah. the area you know oh, all the yeah. welders all the carpenters oh, yeah. you know the framing dudes all the they know all where to go yep you see like fifty thousand trucks parked out front you know <laughs> every like, one of them has uh, painting this gear. is gonna be good yeah. <laughs> this will stick to your ribs you know <laughs> loosen your belt work, beforehand know how to eat yeah and where uh huh. You know, it may not be fancy, but it's going to be good food, <laughs> which is is half the fun right there. I was like these, uh, if I remember correctly, like this family of sisters that ran it, and they'd be running around, you know, and they were kind of they're kind of mean. 
actually. <laughs> they were busy, you right. know, and they knew what they were doing. And if you didn't know what was going on, then you could just piss off. No soup for you. Not really. It wasn't even that focused. It was more like if you didn't know how to fit in the system, you just never, nothing was going to happen for you. <laughs> but all you had to do was ask around and people would explain it. You know? That's not bad. I don't know. Anyway, cool place. When I think of Treehouse, that's what I think of more than a treehouse, which sucks. Not like Milton and Bart, you know? No, no, not like crates nailed together on a tree. No. <laughs> I mean, we're talking. <laughs> I well, want Chuck a real treehouse. Treehouse, he thinks food. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, there are worse associations. Let's just say that. You know, it's nice to see we're cranking some hands-on. Yes, posts. We have uh, we have expanded the Toolmonger uh, hands-on shop a little yes. bit, and uh, you'll start seeing some of these start to trickle out. In fact, we had uh, one earlier this week uh, about uh, the Ryobi uh, One Plus system. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the first one out of the new uh, system. Yep, and uh, I Boy, will, that was cool. I will have to admit, and I will have to eat crow publicly here. I would have thought that they were not so good. You know, we try to keep it out of our writing and out of our you know, out of our reporting right, because it's our job. Yeah, right. But I mean, I I had a, a bit of a trouble with Ryobi because I had a couple where the I had one where the motor died and then I had one where the batteries crapped out and you had one where the batteries crapped I out. I had two where the now, batteries granted, crapped out. Granted, we didn't pay yeah. a lot for these. Nope. I mean, and, and and they weren't the best in the world when we got them either. But you know, I had a particular tinge of Ryobi just taste bad in your mouth, yeah, you know? not going to, you know, each time you get a new tool, you look at it fresh, but, you know, I personally, you know, I have my opinions as, you know, well, a tool guy does. like everybody else, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was with you. I was I was a little concerned when they said, well, we're doing lithium ion. I thought, well, okay, that'll be interesting. Yeah, let's see how this turns out, you know. And uh, the Deglo bag arrives. <laughs> Which is surprising. We popped it open, and I'm like... Huh. Man, these look pretty nice. They do, and uh, they felt pretty nice, and I'm like, well, it must be... Something must be funky. Yeah, there's got to be crap Which here somewhere. Which is awful. I mean, what are yeah. we saying? Well, I mean, we were digging for, for something wrong with it, and uh, I'll I'll be damned, man. It, we just weren't finding it. No, and we never did. Uh, we tested it for quite a while. Uh, we did a bunch of stuff with it. Um, we tried to... Uh, we tried to make them crap out. We tried to make them choke. We tried to make them do all kinds of things, and they they performed exactly as advertised. So. And you know, I, I have to admit, they are awfully inexpensive. Yeah, and we're talking sub three hundred bucks for, for a, a four piece for kit. a four piece kit. And these are not like, and we're not know, talking about like the homemade... a back scratcher and a lamp and a light and a vacuum cleaner and a right. drill. No, I mean we're talking about a drill, a, a circ saw, a resip. A, a resip and, and a, a flashlight. And a flashlight. I mean, the kind of tools, the first four tools you would buy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and then, of course, you know, after the drill, it's like, well, you know the recip's not going to be that That great. was actually the surprise Holy of crap. That was awesome. I used it a little, too. You you spent more time with it than I did. I, I made a large two-by-four into a bunch of blocks. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you cut some drywall with it, too, which yep. was cool. And you just punch it right that's harder than it sounds. Yeah, you just punch it right in. and, and Well, it's hard, harder <laughs> to keep it under control. If you're using a demo blade and just knocking a hole, that's not a problem, yeah. okay? But if you want to, like... A actually, controlled hole right. that is that is cut to size and it's pretty reasonably difficult. straight. It, it can be difficult. This, not a problem. 
I was amazed at the control that you had over over that reset. The only reset that I've ever held that had that vibrated less was a little quieter and and had any more control was the handy saw. And it's not even in the same you can't even See, I would disagree with that. One. The handy saw vibrated like a bad dog when Yeah, but you can put a second hand on it. Now, you I put a second I, hand on it, it's fine. I've been meaning to try out the the VPX, you know, with the variable speed. Right. Because I, I always right. thought that would just be the bomb, but I haven't had a chance to check one out yet. But I, I this resip was awesome. I was, I I was perfectly pleased with it. I, I I would be happy to own one. Yeah, I mean that was the the surprise of the group for me. Um, the uh, the drill was just shy of completely stunning as far for what I expected. It yeah, was for for the price for the functionality that you would expect from that type of drill. Right. Right. I mean, you ain't going to drill four-inch holes in concrete with it. No, but you can do anything you reasonably want to do if you're a, either an advanced DIY or homeowner, or, you know, homeowner yeah. or any of that stuff. It will more than handle well, whatever and, you do. And let's be clear, okay? I mean, we've done a lot of thinking about how to test drill power before. Right. I mean, we we considered going and buying a dynamometer like, like uh, uh, Consumer Reports does, where they stick it on there and you get realistic torque measure accurate torque measurements at a given rpm but even that comes down to what does it really mean to you i mean you people aren't going to put them on dynamometers you're going to drill holes in things and drive screws with them right and if it can't drive the screw it's no good to you right so we kind of went for a more basic practical test we just took a big ass screw mm-hmm. bigger than you would really need to need use to drive anywhere with one of these certainly without a pre-drill <laughs> you know i mean it's kind of stupid it's not something you would you know do yeah but i mean we're looking for it to be difficult for the right. drill and most of the most drills will not drive these screws we pick one that won't you know right. they won't be able to and then you drive it in as far as you can and try different speeds and and squeeze the trigger differently and push on it hard and less and control it and play with it and whatever you can get it to drive that screw short of just turning it yourself manually using it as a wrench <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. we call okay that's as far as the screw can be driven with this particular right. piece of gear exactly and we do it with all of them and then we compare it and say okay well what does this really factor in and with this one we did it we compared it to uh a craftsman c3 nicad right 19.2 Good this is actually drill. my drill I, yep. I bought a long time back it's in my shop right uh, we tried it with Craftsman's new 20-volt. Um, Lithium-ion professional. Right. And I, I just to put it in perspective, the uh, C3 claims 420 inch-pounds. Uh, the 20-volt. Uh, the, the Lithium-ion. Right. Claims 500. Right. Right. And then the uh, Ryobi claims 330. Right. And, and, uh, and the V18, which claims 550. Right. And uh, the V18, of course, blew the test because it just drove the screw, even in high speed. <laughs> yeah. it's done. Done. Okay. Yeah, it's completely fine. So, so we're going to call that a lot. Yeah. You know, that's that's the top end of our test. Uh, the other ones left three, four, and five screws out, uh, three, four, or five threads of the screw showing, uh, you know, respectively. The the C3 uh, left three, uh, left four, I think. Five. Oh, five. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. and then four with the uh, Ryobi and three with the lithium-ion Craftsman, the 20-volt. Right. So essentially, these three are, are relatively similar. Right. Now, I mean, are they different? Yes, they are. Okay, I'm not saying that they're identical. They make the same torque. They don't. No. But the 
but the they're relatively here, similar practically. Yeah. For practical purposes, this drill would be plenty powerful for your use at home. You could drill holes in steel with it. You could drill reasonable size holes in masonry with it. You know, you definitely you could drive any kind of screw you need. Anything to do around the reasonably. house, you're definitely going to be fine. With. Yeah, I mean, so this you want to sink anchors in your driveway, that'd be a problem, right? But but uh, you know, and it does. It's not a hammer drill, so no, no. but um, but it will do anything you reasonably want to do with it. I was very surprised on a how comfortable it was, and b the kind of power it held. Um, the battery system on these things is is actually really nice on the lithium ion. They got a wonderful uh, charge indicator light on them which you can actually like push and see what's going on uh changes from green to orange to red which is beautiful oh that was really cool uh, and you know i think a lot of people overlook you know this this button this test battery test button right and how practical that really is it's like uh the milwaukee and i love the v18 okay i'll just be honest I you love are it. a big fan yeah i am yeah me personally i right. mean but there's one thing i really hate about it and it's that button and you have to take a glove off, take it... Put your fingernail in it. A good one, too. Like, you know, I got a fingernail that's half grown back from where I whack the crap out of it. That will work. You got to use, <laughs> like, a full-on fingernail. And you know, jam and it jam in jam it in there to get it to go, and then it'll happily tell you how much battery charge you got left. Right. This, you just... You can do it with a glove tan. Right. You just push the button, and it'll, it'll light up. You know, it's got this cool oval track-looking button with the Ryobi logo in the middle. Um, but it, it lights up and it looks great. And you can tell from a distance of 12 feet, how much charge you got, how much charge is in that battery. And I know some of them have more lights than other ones, but when it really comes down to it, there are only three indications, right? A lot, some, and, and you're you, screwed. Yeah. And charge it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what they're all going to tell <laughs> Boned, you. Get another one. Right. You know? Right. So time to think about charging. Right. And that's really all you want to know. So it, it was very, very, uh, you know, intuitive. It, it it felt real good. The uh, the only, I guess, uh, uh, hitch I had with the entire set that uh, we found was with the circ saw. If you were cutting a, a cross cut in a two by four, and uh, went through it and everything, and and for some reason the when the blade guard snapped back, it snapped back on the corner of the uh, the front of the two by four. Right. And it would just halt any forward progress. Oh, I hate when that happens. And you're like, well, crap, you know, and it happened every time, you know, and he's <laughs> thunk, swing, thunk, 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 crap, you know, and it's, it just drove you crazy. So, and you learn to work around it, but it, it wasn't really a big deal, but it was mildly annoying, you know? Well, and you know, the problem is, is that I imagine cross cutting a two by four is probably high on the list of things that you would do with, with a, a cordless saw. Cirque saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a huge cirque saw. No, it's really a trim saw. Yeah. It's, it's five and a quarter. Yeah. And and you can get about an inch and three quarters depth with it, which is a, a two, two by, by four. four. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you're cutting and, it, and if you're cutting a sheet of plywood, this this doesn't happen to you. It's it it's only a two by four, you know, and it just it drives you crazy, you know, because you, you can cut anything with it in a two by four, which is what you <laughs> you really wanted to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, issues there's a with. problem. So, yeah. So, so, okay, fine. You know, it, it was a very pretty small hitch the the light with it was great um i think that the drill with a light for a hundred bucks is a pretty good deal i right. would consider that a, a phenomenal deal the drill drill with the light for 200 bucks is not a bad deal right you know right so i think the drill with the light with the reset 
with the Cirque, even if you counted out the Cirque, 300 bucks is a good deal for this. Right. And the circular saw works. Oh, yeah. It's a a fine saw. It has one little hitch. And uh, find me a kit that doesn't have a tool with some kind of hitch on it. You know, this just happens to be the one we found. You know, the light's kind of different, too. You know what it reminds me of? You remember those? Were they three-volt batteries? Remember the big old lantern (laughs) batteries, they called them? Uh Uh-huh. It looks kind of like one of those in, in, in its form factor, you know? Yeah, it's very updated, very sleek, very... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't but, look like an old battery with the crab bolted on the top of it, but I mean, but the battery hangs under the bottom, it and it functions. sits low like that. Yeah, it sits just like that, and it feel, the handle is kind of small, so it feels just like that. So it, it was uh, it reminded me of when I was a kid, you know, and you have the... Although this one shined a hell of a lot brighter than those old lantern batteries, man. Those things suck, but... <laughs> <laughs> or I guess the bulbs on the lantern batteries, they just blow. But uh, these things, it, it worked out pretty well. It's got the swivelly head on it, you know, so you can turn it around. But <laughs> I'm sorry, the old lantern, ba- those old lantern, you know, battery lights. Right. It's like it'll give you piss poor, barely glowy light forever. Yeah. You could have that for days. You can have almost <laughs> bright enough to see something for as Not long as you quite want. quite bright yeah. enough, but almost. <laughs> yeah, for as long as you want. <laughs> you can have that all day. Damn. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the set was, it, it was very well done. I, I thought that was a uh, pretty, pretty good set. We we tested the living tar out of it and, and uh, beat the tools up pretty good, and, and it still worked out well. Yeah, I was blown away. I would um, I would consider buying one if it wasn't for having a shop full of tools already. Right. <laughs> if I were if I were a homeowner, and uh, I needed I would put a set this, of tools, I would put this high on my list. Absolutely. If I were a uh, mid range DIYer, still might put it on the list. I would. No, I would. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would like to own that sir, uh, that recip saw. Yeah. You know, I that's that's a nice recip recip. For me, the the two uh, the two champs were probably the drill first. Oh yeah, and uh, then the recip. The recip. Yeah, have yeah. to be. Uh, they were. Ju- it's just a nice set, and uh, I'll tell you, you're never gonna lose it. It's uh, <laughs> it's day glow green. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, it's like safety. Do not stare directly into the you know, the tools green. They totally didn't go for the Hitachi like you know alien, alien look pistol look thing though i mean it's really which, kind of a standard look and it has more rubber on it than you'd expect which is good yeah but it feels good yeah that's the point i mean yeah. all that rubber translates into it feels good yeah and uh although i'm a big fan of the hitachi alien look i, I think this uh this <laughs> a lot does, of people aren't i know and, and i am uh, too actually i kind of like it you know though some of them aren't necessarily as comfortable as they could be uh no some of them i think they they hired somebody from like ID or you know something like that. And it's like, all right, now make us a drill that looks like something you you'd see in you know Halo, Doom. yeah, Doom or something. Actually, that's a little dated, I suppose. But, yeah. yeah, but uh, you know, it, so I I would still if uh, if I had to pick, I think I'd pick the Ryobi style personally. It feels a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, but uh, or the the Ryobi plus one lithium ion. Green, yeah, right, right. The know. green ones. Yeah, the green ones. Uh, I would pick that. I hope I, I we understand that this this uh the batteries are interchangeable with older tools. Right. Which is cool. So if you've got the back scratcher or the uh radio or the <laughs> or the air pump or whatever. All the other stuff they the thousands of tools that they right. make for the one plus series. That's cool. You're you're right. good. You're not bone. The batteries were always kind of a weakness in the one plus series, so that's 
pretty much out the door now. Yeah, and the new stuff looks really cool. I, I was never a big fan of the old stuff, the way it looked, and this stuff looks nice. And the, not only just the comfort of the design is that it's these designs are definitely upgraded from what you're used to seeing on the OnePlus line, and right. the price not heavily upgraded. No, uh, surprisingly <laughs> not. So that was that was a big plus for me. You know, we got a whole bunch coming next week too, which you're just going to have to have to wait for, unfortunately. But I mean, we've got. Uh, a number of cool tools in the shop testing right now. We got a bunch of drywall stuff. Yep. Uh, we've got a, some uh, some a variety of nail guns. Yep. Including Passloads cordless. Oh man, that Which... thing is completely sweet. <laughs> we're we're testing it now, and <laughs> holy crap, is that thing awesome? Yeah, it's loud. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a gunshot every time it goes off, but that's <laughs> okay. It. Yeah, it's totally worth it. Yeah. So next week you'll hear about. That. this weekend uh, with my other hobby which is collecting knives and, oh yeah uh, we have a bunch and i found a bunch of skeletals now skeletal has been uh kind of a hot debate among uh, a lot of tool mongers here recently um are there people that don't like the skeletal no i i think more it's a supply and demand Haters. thing you know there's <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of people don't like the cx and the cx is very difficult to find right now but well, uh, the, I agree. I'm actually not a fan of the CX. Right. But I and, know people who are. So. But, but And there seems to be, at first, there was uh, people just could not get a hold of the original Skeletal. Yeah, that was the worst part. A lot of people pre-ordered and... Uh, Demand was way more than yeah, they thought they it was going to be. And it took a little while to get geared up. It seems like they are pretty much geared up now, though. Yeah, they told us May, but I think they were just being uh, pretty safe. A little our, cagey yeah, there. Yeah, a little cagey on the Because when it comes side. down to it, I mean, you can you can find them now. Yeah, I was at Academy the other day, and there was a pile like, of them. Yeah, there. I mean, there were like 20 sitting yeah. on the shelf. So, I mean, you can find the original uh, Skeletal. The CX is still a little uh, uh, hard to find, but uh, you can find them. In fact, I think you... I'm holding mine. I you, actually bought yeah, one. Yeah, uh-huh. And uh, it's the good old standard one, not the CX. And I, I have to tell you, I have never been... Uh, a big, big personal fan, fan of Leatherman. Now, this is not. This has nothing to do with the quality of of the Leatherman tool. It's a great tool. Yeah, but you, you don't know? normally carry a multi tool. You know, I think part of the reason is that that I use the knife so much. Right. And and Me too. with the with previous Leatherman tools, the knife has not been the prime use. I mean, really, the prime use has always been the pliers. Right. You know, if you're if you're a grip man, you'd have to have one. Right. I mean, it'd be stupid to have anything else, you know? Sure. I think, and, and guys that, that are always using the pliers a lot, I think, you know, I, if it were, I were one of them, I would have had a Leatherman years ago. Right. But I, I don't. I use the knife a lot, and then I want to use the driver, mm -hmm. you know, and then the pliers. Sure. So the problem for me has always been that when you pull, push the knife out of a standard leatherman it's like a brick with a blade sticking out of it you <laughs> yeah, know it's not really useful it's it the afterthought you know yeah, exactly and 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 i hate that so i just i personally have never carried one right the skeletal on the other hand besides looking just completely badass i mean right it is a pretty tool mm. you know it is a lust worthy 
tool. Yeah, I, I can't really disagree with it. But when you pull the knife out of it, and I'm actually pulling the knife out of mine, it incredibly, as crazy as this thing looks, it fits in your hand very comfortably like a real knife. Right. I and mean, this is a kind of modified drop point, sort of. I mean, well, I it's kind you, of a modified clip. Yeah, I guess you're right. It is kind of a modified clip. Um, but and and but it's a full like you know inch and three quarter inch blade is what it looks like. Maybe yeah. a two inch blade. I mean, it's a real blade with a real. You could do anything with this that you would do with your pocket knife. Right, and it looks very similar to the the pocket knife you know I normally carry because I I love a drop point or a clip blade too. Oh yeah, sure. And you know, two and a half or you know two to three inches is normally what I carry, and that's pretty much it. You know, it's enough. It's it's enough that you can get it there. You can feel it feels pretty good in your hand. You can actually use it. It's not gonna you know jump up and bite you or, or you know pinch you or anything like that. So it's real comfortable to handle, carry, and uh, it it does look impressive. Yeah, and when you pop it open for the pliers, that curved body that makes the uh, the knife feel like a knife is more exaggerated becomes exaggerated because it's flipped inside out and your fingers fit around it and the curved backside where they've added a little piece of metal bent over you can actually squeeze the sh- shit out of these things <laughs> you know i mean you can you can just yeah lay into them you know and, and, and it's it, okay yeah you know yeah so you anyway you get you get pliers you get uh needle nose you get uh wire cutters you know all in the same head of course right you know, you've got a driver, which is kind of neat. It has these crazy flat blades, flat like uh, bits, right? Um, which lock in, which is cool. You have to push a little release to get them out. And uh, there's a, a separate set of smaller uh, bits for it locked into, kind of slid into one of the slides of it. Um, and then, of course, the uh, the key part to this is that it'll clip to something like a carabiner. Mm-hmm. And it's the carabiner portion is exactly the correct shape to open bottles. Right. I don't know about you, but I like the fact that there aren't extra tools. I don't. Well, you personally would use everything on there. I would. There's not a single thing on here that I I don't give a crap about. Right. Which is rare on a multi tool. Yeah. Usually there's some little useless file or some crap on it that you're like, what am I going to do with that? (laughs) What is this thing for? What is that for your fingernails? I mean, what are you going (laughs) to? I'm going to file something down with that. Yeah. Yeah, It's made out of stainless steel. Next year, you know. I'll jump right on that. Yeah, I'll Shawshank that right now. (laughs) (laughs) It should uh, be out by 2050, you know. (laughs) But no, I mean, I would use every single item on here, and that's, I just, and it's cool looking. I mean, there's that. Yeah. I mean, it's, I normally carry like a, and this is, you know, pretty, I've mentioned this before, but I normally carry a, a you know, Swiss Army Pioneer, which has, you know, oh, four, very cool. four or five blades on it. And it's all useful stuff that I use all the time. And that is stuff that you use all the time. So, I mean, I can right. see that, you know. I am actually carrying it, which is, which is a first for me. Uh, you going to take that belt clip off? Yes. <laughs> yes, sir, I am. Um, I have, you know, if you're if you're the Batman type, uh, more power to you, but I am not. So, yeah, that's coming off as soon as I go down and find the correct hex bit for it. <laughs> Downstairs. Actually, it looks like a star point. Uh, no, I think it's hex. You think nope, so? you're right. It's star. Yeah. It totally is star. Yeah. Which yeah, I, so there you go. I think you got some of that, too. Yeah, I think so. We'll, have to well, we'll find out. If yeah. not, I'll have to buy some. Yeah. <laughs> what a great excuse. Yeah. 
Yes, we are just as broke as you are buying tools. <laughs> Probably more because we see a lot of. Oh them. yeah. Go, oh, you or we'll get, test one and we'll go. Oh, I gotta have one. I of gotta those. have one of those. Go out and buy it. You know. So that that does happen quite a bit. More than <laughs> more than any one of us who are you know more than people who are related to us would like to see us do. We'll yeah. just say that. Just, hopefully they're not listening. Yeah. You know, but uh, anyway, I, I'm a fan of this. I think if you're if you're looking for a decent uh, a decent quality multi tool that is very practical, you know. But like everything, you've got to consider what do you do with it. If you're like me and you like to open bottles, cut things, you know, open a computer case or or put the batteries in a tool or something, and every now and then, you know, use some pliers. That's pretty. This is it. It's pretty hot, you know. <laughs> this is it. It's pretty hot. I think that's actually it for this week, isn't it? Yeah, I can't think of much more. Well, there's tons <laughs> of stuff going on, but uh, we, nothing we can say yet. Yeah, next week will be great. We got a lot of a lot more hands-on stuff for you, and and we'll be rounding that up on Tool Talk and uh, uh, the top five and all the good stuff. So I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs>